أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. Now it's my time to present my presentation. This is not Munazra. Don't consider it a Munazra. Just dialogue. Yeah, just dialogue. Thanks for poor assistance. Succession to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. Was it appointed by the Prophet or left to the community? That was a question. <coughs> the format, the issue of the succession in the light of Holy Quran, in the light of Sunnah, i.e. the statement of the Holy Prophet concerning the issue, the record of the history regarding to the issue of succession and at the end concluded. Mayawad Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Succession in the Quran. The Quran is silent in view of the issue of succession. We find no clear and explicit words in, the, in this regard. However, the Quran does provide the qualities and obligations of Muslim rulers. One of such words is given below. Those Muslim rulers, if we give them power in the land, they establish salah and give zakah and enjoin what is right and forbid what is wrong. And with Allah rests the end of all matters. Al Quran. 2241. What about Sunnah? According to the Sunnah, no one was nominated in the precise sense in the view of his succession. However, there are some hints passed on by the Holy Prophet in respect of the two personalities, Hazrat Abu Bakr and Hazrat Ali Ridwanullahim Ajma'in. Sunnah. Sunnah of the Prophet also not provide any clear guidance in the matter of succession. The established view of Ahlu Sunnah is that the Holy Prophet has not appointed anyone for his successorship in his life, and the matter was left to the community that the most pious and capable person should be appointed for this office after him. However, some of the scholars of Ahl Sunnah hold the view that Hazrat Abu Bakr was appointed by the, prof, uh, by the Prophet in his final moments of his life as he was appointed as the leader of Salah and also according to the Hadith that the Prophet had built in a favor of Abu Bakr in his Final illness. You remember the hadith Muru Abu Bakr or Yusuf ibn Nas. That's a very famous hadith. Succession in the light of Islamic history. From the history, the account of the meeting of Sakifa provides enough help to understand this matter in the proper context. 
Al-Tabari narrates that after the device of the Holy Prophet, the Ansar held a meeting in the place named Saqifah Bani Saida and agreed upon the leadership of Saad ibn Ubala. There were companions of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu They were arguing each other. They did not say that this is the response, that was the responsibility of Prophet to nominate the Imam or Khalifa. Knowing about this meeting, three Muhajirs, Hazrat Abu Bakr, Hazrat Umar, and Hazrat Abu Ubaidah, entered the meeting place and tried to convince them of the leadership of the Quraysh. It was a lengthy argument. Both sides adduced the evidences in favor of their plan. Finally, Hazrat Abu Bakr was given bayah by Muajis and Ansar present in Saqifa except Saad bin Ubadah. Because Saad bin Ubadah, uh, in the beginning, all Ansar agreed that Saad bin Ubadah will be their Khalifa after Prophet Muhammad sallallahu This meeting was called by Ansar over the issue of succession and they nominated Hazrat Saad bin Ubadah as their leader. It clearly leads to the point that there was no appointment made by the Prophet. We cannot expect the senior companions of Prophet, like Ansar, to violate the will of the Prophet. And there was no need for the meeting of Skifa. If there was a clear evidence that it was the due duty of Prophet Muhammad to nominate, then there would not be any other question who will be our leader. During the whole process of discussion, neither Hazrat Abu Bakr nor any of his two companions of Muajis remained the Ansar, reminded the Ansar that Abu Bakr was already appointed by the Prophet and now your job is to accept him as a meal. It means all us between the Sahaba, there was not uh, unanimous opinion that Abu Bakr will be a Khalifa after uh, Prophet Muhammad sallallahu They are good each other. This view is also contrary to a khutbah of the second caliph, Hazrat Umar ibn al-Khattab, where he stated the bayah of Abu Bakr as falta, means a hasty actions without plan. Actually, there was a vacuum after the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu and there was a need to lead, to choose the leader of the Muslim Ummah. During the whole discussion of the Skifa, neither Hazrat Abu Bakr nor any of his two Muhajis companions uttered any word on behalf of the Prophet concerning the appointment of Abu Bakr. After the day of Abu Bakr, when Hazrat Ali showed his disagreement with the new development, he never stated anything about his previous appointment as Amir by the Prophet in ex, uh, explicit words. 
when he became Khalifa, Hazrat Ali became Khalifa, he did not say that it was the duty of Prophet Muhammad to nominate his Imam or Khalifa. Uh, now uh, the time has come that I am your uh, uh, Imam, and all uh, all three Khalifa they were wrong. He did not say that. After some time, when Hazrat Ali reconciled with the situation, still he never uttered anything clearly about his designation by the Prophet. Even during the period of his own Khilafat, Hazrat Ali had never appeared to address the situation and claiming that he was appointed by the Prophet in clear terms and the people had openly violated the designation of the Prophet. Thou, he adduced the evidences from the occasions of Wadib and Tabuk, but it is indeed inferential, not explicit. Conclusion. The Quran is silent in the case of succession to the Prophet. We do not find any clear hadith expounding <coughs> that someone was appointed by the Prophet as a successor, except some clues in favor of Hazrat Abu Bakr and Hazrat Ali. But this is inferential, not explicit. Ahlul Sunnah do acknowledge and appreciate all Ahadis and Fadail of Hazrat Ali, including Hadith al Ghadir, Hadith al Thaqalain, and Hadith of Tabuk, but they have been interpreted in view of higher position of Hazrat Ali and his closeness to Holy Prophet, not for his immediate, immediate successorship. The Prophet left a great number of companions capable to lead the community after him. He was pleased with them in terms of their taqwa and sincerity to both Deen and Ummah. For this reason, he never appointed any clear, uh, anyone clearly in his life. However, he expressed his good views about these great companions in order to establish the trust of people and them, and any of them may be appointed as a successor after him by Ummah. There are some more evidence that uh, could come during the answer question session. That was uh, my uh, presentation. And uh, how much time is left? MashaAllah, good time. But uh, mashallah, you have uh, uh, concluded you are If you want to say something more, because I there is a time for you. I have some uh, mm. more uh, slides, if you want. Yeah, yeah, still, yes. just go time, 10 minutes. Yes. Evidence from early senior Shia authorities supporting the Sunni view. Some scholars close to Ali peace be upon him, said that Abdullah ibn Sabah was a Jew before he converted to Islam. He became loyal to Hazrat Ali, peace be upon him, uh, before becoming Muslim. He used to say that Yusha ibn Nun was the rightful successor after Musa, peace be upon him. When he converted to Islam, 
He said that the same thing about Ali, peace be upon him, he was the first to declare that the imamate of Ali was mandatory. He also publicly denounced his enemies and opponents. Hence, the opponents of the Shia attributed the origin of Rabd to Judaism. Source is the, this, this book. The book is with me, you can see it. It is, uh, this book is written by Shia scholar. Next. It is related by a group of scholars that Abdullah ibn Sabah was a Jew, then he embraced Islam and pledged loyal to Al-Azdali. He used to say, uh, whilst still Jew, that uh, Yusha ben Nun uh, is the uh, legate of Moses, Musa al-Islam in, in this manner. Then he said, after accepting Islam, after the death of Prophet of Allah, peace be upon him, the same regarding Hazrat Ali, he was the first one to make the statement of the mandatory Imamat of Hazrat uh, Abu uh, uh, Hazrat Ali bin Abi Talib, and it, uh, it was from here that those who opposed the Shia said that the origin of Rom was taken from Judaism's source, the book of, uh, you can see this book. One of the major texts, Shia Rijal, this, uh, this could be discussion, uh, I want to conclude here, I don't want to say, uh, show another. In this uh, occasions, I want to say one thing, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us Muslim. Huwa sammaakumul Muslim. Muslim, 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 he gave us only one name that is Muslim. Unfortunately, we did not accept, we did not choose this word Muslim. We have chosen other words, Shia, Sunni, Hanfi, Maliki, Shafi, different kind of if we are Muslim, blessing of Allah will be with us. If we are divided in, into sects, killing, fighting, disruption, disturb, dis, disturbance, not for the Muslim community, but the whole world. In this time, if you uh, study the problems around, around the globe, it's because of Shia Sunni conflicts. And this weakness is a tool of enemy against us. So this brother said very important thing at the end. We need to make bridges. Ittifaq fil ummah. And we need to go back to choose the one name that was only Muslim. And in the Muslim Ummah, there are two types of people who are very expert to divide the Ummah of people. <coughs> and they are very successful 
they got skills to divide the people. They make very influential speeches in front of the people. As you know, the 70% of people, they don't love knowledge. They listen to your speech and they get impression from your speeches, from your khutbas. And they get hate from these kind of speakers, Vaizin, Zakhari, and they kill each other. 30% people in the human being, they love knowledge. They research, they follow the muhakkikin. But unfortunately, the people who are very expert to divide the people, they are more successful. And there are man-made stories. Man-made stories are very, very influential upon the people. Because people don't read, don't study, they have, not ability, they have no ability to understand. It's uh, our responsibility to support, support those people, help those people who are, are ready, or who have jizba, uh, enthusiastic, jizba in, the, in their heart that we should unite. But unfortunately, we don't support those people who are there on polling us, let us uh, get together and make the ummah as a as a one nation one ummah if we are one ummah there will be a peace and when there when there is a peace among the muslim community we can come contribute for the world it does not mean we are uh, we are close to each other and we are getting together to fight someone no we should get together to give the peace to the whole world around the globe and uh, there will be shortcomings in my presentations, but there are many expert scholars, Dr. Kurum Bashi Saab, Dr. Ataullah Siddiqui Saab, Maulana Mokhtaram, and both were Maulana Muhammad Ayaz, sorry, I forgot his name, and uh, Mufti uh, Farooq Saab, uh, they, they are there, uh, uh, Idris, uh, both Idris brothers, they are there, and there are other scholars, if there is a kami and weakness in my presentation, you are there. Okay, thank you very much.